G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, the people of Victoria have been doing things especially hard under what many consider to be extreme lockdown measures. You might be wondering what Christian leaders in Victoria are doing to maintain balance between that social responsibility for the health of Victorians and the expectation that rights won't be continued to be trampled upon without a right motive and that the mental health and well-being of people isn't being further hurt. Well, you might be impressed to know that 295 church pastors and leaders have written an open letter to Premier Daniel Andrews urging him to allow churches to open for indoor worship for the well-being of the church members and for the wider community. Pastor Graham Nelson is the senior pastor at Life Ministry Church in Churnside Park in Melbourne and spokesman for the letter that's been written for the Premier. And he's joining us. Graham, welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate the opportunity to talk. Uh, Graham, first of all, honour to you uh, for helping to mobilise so many church leaders. 295, that's no mean feat. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. It's a, a joy to be able to see uh, churches joining together in unity and uh, hopefully that scripture will outwork and we'll see the blessing come upon the ground because of it. And I suspect it wasn't difficult once you'd outlined what you'd intended to do in writing a letter to the Premier and getting the endorsement of Christian leaders, it wasn't hard at all uh, to get people to say, yes, uh, you know, count me in. Yeah, I'm certain if we'd let the thing go a little longer, we would have had far, far more people because it was just growing a little bit of legs at the time that we actually submitted the letter. But uh, thankfully, uh, many, many church leaders, denominational heads, uh, large church leaders uh, saw the value of what we were doing and uh, joined with us and uh, I really thank them for their support. Graham, your letter expresses the concern about the mental health and well-being of the community in this prolonged lockdown. Uh, give us your insights into just how serious it is. You're a senior pastor in a Melbourne church. Uh, you've got direct access to people and how they're going. Uh, give us some insights here into how people are faring with their mental health and well-being. Yeah, I think, first of all, uh, Neil, uh, your prayer said it very well. As churches, obviously, we desire to support the community to uh, live uh, within the laws of the land without being rebellious. And uh, unfortunately, many times churches seem to uh, uh, not speak up very loud because they want to be a support. They don't want to be a negative influence. But uh, as this lockdown has continued and I think we're nearly into our hundredth day but as it's continued uh, we've watched more and more as uh, people's lives start to suffer and that's not just church lives that's the whole of our community whether it be kids at school uh, whether it be uh, elderly um, but whether it be grandparents or just mums and dads and uh, from a church point of view uh, that's what church is all about church is all about supporting the community uh, ministering in the lives of people and 
you know, whether it be within the church or whether it be out of the church, uh, this lockdown uh, has uh, really impacted and affected our pastoral care and ability to be able to serve people. And so that's why we're asking for uh, churches to be recognised as an essential service so that we can start to minister into the lives of people without the um, uh, the, the heaviness of the lockdown that we're in. I had a... Um, uh, a person talked to me recently and they said that um, their son, uh, and the parent was not a Christian, but their son had started coming to one of the youth groups that uh, a church I know was running. And because of the lockdown, he hadn't been able to come. And uh, this young lad had had a, a problem with suicidal tendencies and thoughts. And the church, this father said, had been his lifesaver and that he'd noticed that uh, in in and through the lockdown and the child not being able to come to youth group and meet with people that he was going within himself again and he was seriously worrying about what might happen to him. So, you know, that's just a one small part. And, of course, you add on top of that the elderly who don't do Zoom, who don't do YouTube, who haven't got the technology base, uh, who are lonely at home. Uh, Look, we could talk forever on on the, the negative aspects and how it's impacting lives. Well, the interesting thing here is that while so many churches have pivoted and uh, taken their services online, as I can hear your heartbeat here, uh, when you make that sort of change, that doesn't help everyone in the community. There are some benefits in being able to do that, but there's no substitute for this idea of meeting face-to-face or in a church setting where you've got that leadership, that pastoral care, that pastoral oversight and a very powerful thing that people miss out on when they're not meeting together, Graham. Yeah, well, God tells us that, doesn't he? He says not to neglect the gathering of the saints together and uh, obviously uh, all things do work together for good and churches have been incredibly resourceful in the way they have been able to do the online stuff We've done that ourselves. You know, every week we stream our services. Our youth are doing it. Our, all the groups are doing it. Home groups are doing it. But as you rightly said, Neil, getting together face to face, having a chin wag, being able to to see each other in person, uh, nothing beats that. And uh, uh, obviously, church is a community, and that's what we need to do, or that's what we want to do. But Look, truthfully, if we could be seen as an essential service, that would be a great start. I know that this lockdown has merit, and I know that there's a reason for keeping us apart. Uh, If we could just start to do the pastoral care uh, and uh, even open our church offices, that would be a fantastic thing. Well, the new daily COVID-19 cases in Victoria are at their lowest in months. Uh, The low figures keep coming out. Perhaps eradication is not possible. Is this time that you're encouraging the Premier to have some movement here, some positive movement to, to allow churches to get these doors open? Yeah, I, I think it's... I don't want to be political, but I, I think it's community-wide. I think originally it was that we wanted to st- uh, slow the curve, as it were, and then all of a sudden it became eradication. And... Uh, I think that's taken the wind out of everybody's sails. And uh, so obviously now is the time to be uh, raising a bit of a voice. Um, And that's happening throughout the community, both from, you know, very, very, very many groups. Uh, Churches are not the only one. But from a church point of view, 
you know, we seriously need to be able to see somebody at the end of our tunnel, know that we can do Christmas services, know that we can start to uh, celebrate some of the end of the year events that we will always do. And uh, unless we start making a noise now, I'm uh, frightful to think that we might not be able to do that. Uh, in a sense here, uh, I'm sure that you'd be confident that churches would be able to apply a COVID-safe plan uh, and uh, get that social distancing measures in place, uh, perhaps better than people in pubs and clubs, but sometimes they get a look in ahead of the church. What are your thoughts around the church's capacity to be able to meet safely? Well, uh, as you would know, churches are well-resourced, so more often than not, the rooms that they meet in are, are more than enough to hold the congregations. Uh, contract chasing would be so easy with our own databases, and of course, you know, the washing of hands, the four-metre rule, uh, the keeping records of who's there, it's all so easy. We do it well. We do it all the time. And, you know, pubs and clubs, they're going to be eating. They're going to be sitting across the table from each other. Church is totally different. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I 100% agree with you, Neil. Churches are well, well-versed at being able to do this well. Graham, is there any sympathy at all that you've come across and you're well-connected, not only with those other church leaders, but, of course, uh, in your wider community where your church meets in Churnside Park, is there any sympathy at all in the Christian community for the Andrews government's extreme lockdown measures to continue? Look, I again, I'm not wanting to sidestep your question, um, I, I don't think anybody is happy with what is happening at the moment. Now, I'm certain that Mr Andrews is well-meaning. Obviously, <laughs> there's always going to be some suspicion. And, uh, you know, when you, you know that, like, our Christian school started this week, uh, the kids can't sing, they can't touch each other, they can't go do anything that has any, any type of Christian content like chapel or, or whatever, uh, you'd have to be suspicious in some of these things. And uh, obviously, church worship is a big part of what we do. Uh, so not to be able to even come together and sing would be a hard thing. So, you know, I am suspicious a little bit. But uh, again, uh, he's got a hard road to take. And um, hopefully, with all the voices that are being spoken at the moment and uh, the recognition that our numbers are under what New South Wales is at the moment, uh, contract chasing is now picked up well, uh, I think we'd be able to contain it. As you say, and you told the story of a young man, uh, suicidal thoughts, the idea of self-harm among young people, and and so this idea of recognition as of church as an essential service. I mean, this is a part of the health and welfare for entire communities. Uh, churches do need to have this recognition. Uh, your thoughts here on, on reluctance uh, from some to recognise the church as an essential service? Look, I think there's been a, uh, my personal feeling that it's just a, a bureaucrat sitting in there writing the rules, and they've been writing them very quickly, I'm sure, Um and so they just uh, write a box without any understanding of what churches do because um, many of these people would not be of faith, so therefore they, they probably see us as do-gooders. Uh, and so unless they're doing it every day and unless they're seeing how many people ring our offices, come through the doors, uh, how much support we're giving, whether it be food parcels or money uh, in this time, you know, they don't see it as essential service. 
Uh, interesting fact there, I was on one of our local council committees uh, recently and uh, they actually said that apart from schools, uh, the church is the most resource organisation in the community and that's the church that keeps the family together and uh, the biggest issue that councils are facing at the moment is family breakdown, uh, mental health, uh, obviously abuse and so it's, they see the church as, the, as a support network that they would go to first more than anyone else. So, you know, that speaks itself, doesn't it? It speaks volumes and uh, honour to you, Graham Nelson, because you've been able to mobilise 295 church pastors and leaders. An open letter to Premier Dan Andrews and uh, I know that there are going to be some significant times still ahead as Victoria tries to emerge from uh, the COVID crisis and uh, from the extreme lockdowns. And uh, no doubt listeners to our conversation today will keep you and all Victorians in their prayers and uh, praying for the leaders uh, for Dan Andrews and his government to have wisdom to make the right decisions. Uh, let me point people to your website. There may be listeners who'd like to be in contact with you and uh, there might be others around Victoria who are saying, well, hey, we did, why didn't we get asked to sign that letter? We would have signed it too and you might get a few more friends in that. So the website to be in touch with Pastor Graham Nelson is lmc.org.au. LMC stands for Life Ministry Church in Churnside Park in Melbourne, lmc.org.au. Graham, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Neil, thank you, and thank you to Vision Radio for the opportunity. really appreciate it. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.